Welcome back to another episode of Groundbreaking Podcast. I am your host, Eli. Be sure to share this podcast with your network and smash that subscribe button and leave an awesome comment down below. The dating app world is growing massively. A third of all marriages last year started with an online dating. Lee Isaacson is the co-founder and CEO of Dig Dates. Dig Dates is a pet technology company that runs Dig. Dig is a dog person dating app and the business also throws dog friendly events throughout the US. Lee and her sister Casey found a market in the booming pet industry, infusing the passion and commitment of dog lovers with the energy of dating and finding true love. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Hi, it's great to be here. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and where did you grow up? I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts with my sister and we started our business together just a few years ago. Um, I live in New Orleans, Louisiana now with my German short-haired pointer, Penny, and my background is actually in TV news reporting um, and nonprofit management, uh, but I started my business uh, after leaving those uh, professions and trying something new. So growing up, did you have an interest in business? I really didn't. I was always very curious. Uh, I really liked learning uh, new things. That's why I ended up being a TV news reporter. As every single day you were learning and interacting with different people. You're in different parts of the city, uh, working with different industries. And so I think it was more the curiosity that led me to business rather than the other way around. Okay. So where did the idea for Dig come from? My sister was dating someone who tried to be a dog person for her. But by the end of their relationship, he didn't want her dog in his apartment or he would put towels down on the couch so the dog didn't touch anything. And she came to me and said, I wish I just knew from the start that this wasn't going to work because of my dog. So uh, we looked into it and we found that 55% of single adults in the U.S. are pet owners uh, with dogs leading the way. So we knew in the U.S. at least that it was very popular for single people to have dogs and that you would have to enter into someone's a relationship with someone when they already had a relationship in the house with their with their pet or their animal. That must have been really tough for her. <laughs> it wasn't fun, but uh, she's on the search for someone who's a better match. How did you assess the idea? Well, the first thing that we did was we talked to as many people, single people as we could. And so my background in TV news reporting, I actually was an investigative reporter very uh, easy for me to ask people questions and look into things. So we asked some people some tough questions and said, what do you like about dating apps today? What do you not like? Where are the pain points? And we did a lot of research about the changing pet industry. Uh, so we found that for the first time in 2016, millennials beat out baby boomers in terms of pet ownership. And what that means is that pet owners are younger now as people are waiting later in life to have kids and get married, they're still getting their pets between the ages of 25 and 35. So we did a lot of research, talked to a lot of people um, before diving in. How do you know what features to include in the app? That was a lot of talking to people. We, again, looked at the pain points of what people really didn't like about dating apps. Um, and it's fascinating because when you're 
using dating apps, the average person is using three or four apps at a time for as much as nine to 10 hours a week. So people were spending about a part-time job's worth of time trying to find a compatible match. And that was really giving people dating app fatigue. You know, they knew it wasn't going to go away, but they wanted something about the app itself to change. And so we said, the first thing we want to do is cut the chase with a dating app that finds you at least a group of people who are compatible with a major part of your lifestyle, which is the dog lovers. And then we wanted the features in the app that would actually help you get off the app, not just spending so much time talking to each other or, talk, you know, looking at profiles, but what would encourage you to actually go on a date? Uh, and so from the beginning, we put in dog-friendly locations near you. So you could suggest a dog-friendly first date idea. Uh, we have a daily deal from different pet companies. So you can show up with a unique treat and win over their dog from the start. And this way, we're not only making the dating app better, but we're helping you include your dog in this important uh, journey. So what did your family and friends think about this idea first? That's a great question. The single people loved the idea. You know, you, you look for the enthusiasm in the people that you're going to be pitching this business to um, who are really going to use it. And I, I was told a long time ago that you look for the whites of their eyes. You know, when someone's so excited, their eyes open up um, and they're, they're, they just look surprised and excited. And we saw that everywhere we went. Uh, and so, you know, uh, the older people who had never used a dating app before needed a little bit more convincing. But as soon as they saw how excited people were to have this platform, uh, they came on board. Where did the funding come from? We put in our own uh, money that we saved from different jobs. Um, I put in money from my 401k. Uh, I still have a part-time job um, where I teach introduction to journalism at Tulane, uh, which is able to fund us for a little bit. Um, and then we started fundraising. So uh, we went to different people, and what we did was we actually invested with safe notes. Safe instruments, which are secure agreements for future equity. So people would give us some money to be able to build the app, and they will a piece of dig in the future. So, are you thinking about doing a cat app? That is the number one question we get. You know what the second question we get all the time is? Guinea pigs? Uh, <laughs> horses. People ask us about the horse app and the cat app all the time. Uh, we are doing it right now, and one of the reasons is that dogs are a much bigger market, um, but also the idea for the app is to get you off and meeting each other with your dog, um, and that's not as possible with the infrastructure for uh, cat-friendly places yet, but we do get the question all the time, and we think that it's definitely a possibility in the future. So what was it like when you first launched your app? It was exciting. Um we used uh, some of our backgrounds, and uh, my background not only was in TV news reporting, but nonprofit management, where I used to throw events all the time. So we said, why don't we launch the app with these big dog-friendly events? We'll get a ton of people to come. They'll have to download the app to get in. They can bring their dogs. It'll be a great way to get great photos of people, talk to lots of people who are using the app, and maybe we can get some press around it. And we found very quickly that it was very newsworthy. Um, and we decided to launch City by City with these eight dog friendly events in order to get the word out really quickly. So it helped us really, really propel. 
Can you talk me through the app and the user journey? Sure. So when you log into Dig, you can decide if you want to look for someone with a dog or without a dog. Um, not all dogs along. So sometimes people want to find someone who will just love their dog as much as they do. Or, you know, people might live in a place that isn't dog friendly. So they're looking to date someone with a dog or to get a dog with someone in the future. Uh, once you fill out a few questions, you can look and see different profiles. You've got pictures of people and pictures in a section for their dog if they have one. And you can dig, really dig, or pass on the profiles you see. Uh, and once you both dig each other, you're able to chat. And in the chat area, you can use that dog friendly location feature and suggest a first date idea right there. Do you have to have a dog to use the app? You do not. You can search for someone with a dog or without a dog. How do you keep on tracks if dates are successful? We ask our customers and our clients and our dig users all the time um, how it's going. We, people really do love to tell us great stories. And so it's really fun to hear from dig users, see pictures posted of dogs meeting for the first time on places like Instagram. Um, but we are also able on the back end to see if people are using it a lot and suddenly drop off um, and whether that drop off was from a good reason or a bad reason. Can you explain the business model to me? So the app is free. Anyone can use the app and find um, someone that they want to date uh, for free. But companies pay to be featured in the daily deal in the dog-friendly locations list and the tip or trick of the day section from vets and trainers. We also make a lot of money from our events. So companies will pay to be featured at our events and give away things like free treats and dog toys make our events even more fun as well. Uh, in the future, we will also have subscription tiers. So we'll have a free version, but users will be able to um, pay a monthly subscription tier of additional features. Building a customer base is key. What has been the most successful strategy for you? What's really fun is that the dog community is very welcoming and helpful. Uh, and so really understanding who our target customers were from the beginning was very important. But we learned quickly that our idea of a customer, which was, you know, between 25 and 35-year-old female with a dog in an urban area, was actually too targeted. Our customer base is now everywhere between 18 and 65 years old. Um, we have a lot of older women who have been divorced and have a dog who are on the app as well. Um, and we've got people all over the U.S. and now throughout the world. And so really, you know, opening up our eyes to all these different types of people who have just been waiting for this platform to exist in order to try a dating app has been really fascinating. How many cities are you in now and how have you managed the pace of growth? Great question. So Dig works everywhere. Uh, you can get on and look and see if there are people around you anywhere. But we like to say that we've launched in about 10 cities because we've had launch events there and really focusing marketing there. And so we're in 10, but we are actually launching in Miami next week. Um, we're then launching in Atlanta, Nashville, Denver, and Seattle all before July. And so we're, we're, we're moving pretty quickly. Um, but with the combined um, expertise we have in the event um, and with social media advertising, it's easy to grow um, more quickly than you think. What would be the next place to expand? The next place to expand. Well, we would love to be able to move over to Europe and especially uh, London, where dog friendliness is just everywhere. But we are, you know, working within 
um, our constraints of our budget and being able to move quickly and then development and kind of watching and uh, seeing what's happening with uh, GDPR requirements and so on. So um, we're really focused on the U.S. first, um, but we know that there are so many other amazing dog-friendly locations around the world that are just waiting for this platform to be available. Can you share a story from a challenge or a setback you have faced? When we first started, uh, Dig was not going to be the name of our app. Um, it was going to be Fetch. But very quickly we learned that um, there are not that many dog-related words that work well in business, and many of them are trademarked already. Uh, and so our whole idea was around, you know, fetch love and, and fetch a date and all of these different ideas we had, but they were already trademarked. And so we had to go back to the drawing board. This was very beginning of the business where you're so excited to get started and you already have a setback and it can feel so overwhelming. Um, but we had such an incredibly talented team and advisors and friends that we were able to come up with Dig. And when you look at our logo, it looks like a dog. And I can't believe we ever even thought of doing such. We love Dig so much now. How do you approach risk-taking? You really do have to be brave and be confident um, in your risk-taking. If you don't take a risk, you're not growing fast enough, then you're really risking your business by not taking a risk. So, you know, being risky really has to be balanced with being confident and backing up that confidence with research and a safety net. But you do have to look around and say, okay, well, how big could we get if we don't take this risk? I know my brother can get on my nerves sometimes. How do your sister Casey work through things as (laughs) co-founders? You and your brother don't get along sometimes? Not all the time. Well, Casey and I are very different, but that's why things work so well. You know, she's very creative. What we like to say is that she makes things look good and I make things sound good. Uh, And so sometimes, like, you know, emotions can run high. Um, And one of the things we do is take a break and literally take a dog walk. Uh, we both live in Sepity. Say, okay, if we can't come to an agreement here and we, we feel like we're getting a little tense, We'll take a break from each other and both go walk our dogs and come back to trying the conversation again. And it usually always works. What is one of the things that you have learned from Dig? I've learned that people really do want to help. It's been unbelievable to be a New Orleans-based company and have the entire city of New Orleans behind us. Um, We have the dog community across the country who are willing to do things like give us bandanas for dogs in, uh, to help us promote Dig or um, putting us on dog TV uh, as, a, as a fun partnership. People really do want to lift each other up, um, especially when your brand is all about love and happiness. And so um, there's so many wonderful people out there. That's one of the, the things we've been really, really happy with. What do you love most about your business? Oh, that's easy for me. The, our business is about helping people find love. And so when we hear success stories and we hear people are meeting and dogs are getting along and people are choosing us as the place to make one of the most important decisions in their life, there's no better feeling. What are your plans for the future? 
With DIG, uh, our plans are to continue growing. Uh, we think that there's many opportunities to connect people who love dogs together, whether they're single or people who just want to celebrate dogs and love in their community. You know, we see people at our events who are coming who are not looking to date, but they just want to meet like-minded people. And we think we're really at the epicenter of being able to connect people based on their love for dogs and build a world that's happier and better for both dog lovers and the dogs themselves. What has been the best piece of advice you have been given? (laughs) One of my favorite pieces of advice I've ever gotten was when someone said, never take too much advice. (laughs) At some point, you have to trust your gut. You have to be able to look at yourself and say, I'm making my own decision here. Uh, Advice is always, you know, welcome. I turn to people all the time, but you're always going to get conflicting points of view. And being able to trust yourself and your gut above all is extraordinarily important. Dig is dedicated to helping animal groups and rescue. Can you please tell me more? Every dog we feature in our marketing and on Instagram at DigDates is available for adoption from Louisiana area shelters. Also, every event we throw also has adoptable dogs from different rescue groups across the country. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs starting out? One of the first things you have to do is take a really good look at yourself and figure out what you're good at and what you're not good at. Uh, That can be a really hard exercise. You have to be extraordinarily honest with yourself and say, where am I going to need help and what can I do by myself? Uh, Once you do that, then you can start building your team around people who you trust, who can fill in those gaps of knowledge and experience and really go from there. Who inspires you? I'd say my sister, my co-founder, inspires me more than anyone I know. She's willing to take risks. She tries new things. She's extraordinarily talented and loving and caring. Um, And I just could not be more lucky to have a sister and co-founder like her. Okay, final question from me. What is your favorite type of breed of dog? Oh, that's a tough one. I love all dogs. I love mixes. I love rescues. My dog is a German short-haired pointer, and she is the cutest and best dog in the world, so I think she takes the cake. My favorite type of dog would probably be a Labradoodle or a Bulldog. <laughs> oh, my sister has a Cavapoo, which is a Poodle Cavalier King Charles mix, so it's smaller than a Labradoodle, but they are very cute. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed this interview, please leave me a comment down below and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your network. As always, stay awesome and share the love.